0: This is Morning Breath, your drive time
1: devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now.
0: Hey, tuning in this morning, welcome. Good morning, and welcome to Morning Breath. We are a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful October 3rd. What is it, Thursday? Yes. Thursday, October 3rd. Gotta keep track of my days which is uh, a good thing to do, especially if you've got work or something else you need to do on Thursday, but we're glad you take a time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath. What we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word, I and a co-host, then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center, we read the chapter on air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing David? I'm doing great, Pastor Dan. How you doing? Real good, man. Good, good good to be here with you.
1: I'm so excited. Yeah. So how about that night of worship last night? It was
0: powerful as usual, but it was powerful.
1: It was. It was. Yeah. I love it. Man, I, I
0: had a lot it. I had a lot of expectation for it and it met every every expectation.
1: Come on. Come on. Yep. I, I awesome. tell you what, it's great whenever you get to see all all of our locations get together and yep. just worship in Jesus. Yep. You get to see all our generations getting together. Yep. You know, the junior high all the way up Come through, on. you know, till till whatever, to young yeah. heart and uh, to,
0: to people even older than me. Right? Yeah, you know, I know where you're going with that, you weasel. <laughs> anyway, we are, we're glad you guys are here. Pastor David, tell them how to get involved in Morning Breath.
1: Man, we want you guys to plug in, and a great way to do that is go to our website, and that's eccc.us. You'll be able to see on the front landing page there's a little morning breath icon. Click on that, and you should be taken care of. It'll give you prior chapters we jump into. Um, It'll also give you the ability to get the podcast. You can also get our morning breath podcast wherever you get your um, mobile, wherever you get your podcast from. But the best way to get anything from East Coast Christian Center is just download our app. Go to wherever you get your mobile apps. Go to that app store. Put an East Coast app, and it'll pop up. You'll be able to get messages uh, from our weekend worship experience. You'll be able to find out... uh, uh, groups that we have uh events that we're doing and yeah. morning breath so go get the app
0: great and, you know speaking of event we got a huge event coming up on uh not this weekend but the next weekend October 11th and twelfth we have the Fleur's conference we've Come got on. incredible speakers coming in for that the women's conference it's going to be it's gonna be really really good I think it's gonna be the best one ever and so if you're out there and you're lady and You're thinking, man, I need to get involved. Go to our events page, ECCC backslash events, and it'll take you. You can find Flourish there and sign up. It's going to be a great conference. Absolutely. What else we got going on?
1: Um, We got Metal Church. Metal church, metal church, man. What if you're in the, that, if you're in the metal community, if you love, I uh, mean, if you're an iron worker, or you, you work are a, a steel factory. What's that mean? If you are in the unions, the metal uh, unions, which no, that's metal music, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, I'm, with you. I'm absolutely. with you, absolutely. And you know, you. Uh, you're into that, man. I tell you what, Saturday nights at seven PM at the Avenue Worship Center, we have a church service for you. It's it's led by Pastor Kevin Radlin, and he has a gospel message that is wrapped in that metal culture, that hardcore music. And it is powerful. If you know anybody like that, if they're that's the type of thing they're into. Then have them come check that out. That's Wednesday night at 7 PM at the Avenue Worship Center. Also, if you're a metal musician and that's something that might interest you, um, go ahead and reach out to the church. Call the church another another way, 321-452-1060. Just say, Hey, I'd love to play at Metal Church.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Last thing is East Coast Christian University classes start tonight.
1: Yep. And you get get we get in next.
0: on those seven o'clock. It's awesome. If you've been looking for learning about the Bible, not having to leave town, go to a Bible school outside of, you know, our area, quit your job and, you know, all the things that have to do with moving your family or whatever the case may be. It's a great way to get a Christian education, East Coast Christian University. Let's get into the Word today, Pastor David. We are in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. You are too, right? Yep, absolutely. Oh, good, good. We both were. That's always a good sign. And so I'm going to read New King James. How about you? I'm going to switch
1: over to New King James as well. Whoa. It was NIV, but sometimes— That's
0: going to be good. That is, that is. Okay, I'm going to read, actually, through verse 12 and stop there. Okay. It's a pretty even amount of reading, Mm -hmm. uh, even though it's a different amount of verses. So get me started. Then I say
1: to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir.
0: Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came and, testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrite, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O oh, you have little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have not brought you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees.
1: When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, "'But who do you say that I am?' Simon Peter answered and said, "'You are the Christ, the Son of the living God.' Jesus answered and said to him, "'Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for the flesh and blood has, has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it.' And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that, ta- from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he meant to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come to me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And for for what profit is it for a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Surely I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Amen. Amen.
0: Now, when you listen to this, you think about that last part of that verse where it um, talks about they won't taste taste death until they see him coming in his kingdom. Mm -hmm. That was so misunderstood. I think I kind of misunderstood it for years, too. Uh, it was his resurrection that he was talking about, and uh, that part of it, and the church being built, and, and some things of that nature, not his second coming. And so that kind of kind of threw some people off there. In fact, there's there was some falling away because of it, and some people were saying, you know, later on in the book of Acts, telling them, hey, he's already come, and you missed it, and Certain churches needed to be dealt with on that, that Paul dealt with.
1: It's crazy. There's so much in this, like, one chapter oh right gosh. here, so Wonderful. many things that are, are uh, really famous portions of Scripture that I always want to encourage people, like, don't—and this is what I was thinking when I was reading it, is like, man, I could go through and just—you could just focus on one portion of it um, throughout the whole week and have enough for your whole week. The instance, for instance, them forgetting the bread and then Jesus using that as a teaching point. Yeah. Like, oftentimes, and then he goes back and says, no, no, guys, you got to get this. You got to get this here. I'm not talking about Brad. I'm talking about you guys are so quick to move on to the next thing and forget what I've done that you're actually starting to become like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. mm mm-hmm. And he's trying to tie that in. And and that really speaks to my heart, too. Which
0: is very sad, you see.
1: (laughs) It is very sad, you see. And it's like God will do something amazing in our life. God will do something that is—you know that the feeding of the thousands is one of the very few miracles that is in all four Gospels? Yes. And these guys moved from it as if— uh, it was just, you know, another thing. And now, now I don't cast any stones, stones, no Bible pun, because I wasn't there with Jesus. Um, he was working many miracles, but he's like, Hey guys, let's look at what God's doing and let's watch how our heart set is. It it boils down to a heart set of how, we're, how we're moving and walking with God that I want to be in awe of what he has done and an eager expectant all of what he is going to do. Wow. It'd be a great
0: way to live, but the problem is some natural little thing a lot of times throws us off. Mm-hmm. I got up this morning and jumped in my truck and turned the key, and I went... That's the worst feeling ever. Yeah, it didn't start, and so I'm like, <clears throat> okay, let me think about this. Why would my batteries be dead? I have automatic lights. Okay. They come on automatically when you need them, go off automatically when you don't need them. And so you don't leave your lights on, right, with that, unless when you get up early to go hunting that, that morning right and you put them on uh, the very lowest setting so that you're not brightening up the whole area you're driving in and then forget to turn that off oh and so yeah I had a dead battery this morning but, and what did that do well that took me some time from the word yep but what happens is it doesn't just let's say pull you away from your time in study or praying or whatever you're going to do then that morning that that you know you spent jumping your truck and you know getting your wife's keys and going and doing all that you do a lot of times there's things in life that just get you distracted. And I think it fits with the last part about denying yourself, take up his cross and follow me. I think that fits.
1: Absolutely. I, you know, I love that, that denying yourself. And you've said this, and actually when I was reading this, I was like, man, um, how you actually get to see the progression of Jesus in someone's life and going from the, you know, how you go from a lay yes. to thee, to mine. You actually get to see who do they say I am, to who do you say I am. Yes. And you get to kind of see reflections of that. And it's hard to deny yourself when you serve God, that big God that our culture knows. Come on. But when you know Jesus, when you've fallen in love with Jesus, now denying yourself has become a, a it's become different. I'm yes. not gonna say it's always become easy, but it's definitely become different.
0: What a, what a lot of people mm-hmm. miss in this story, mm-hmm. in this account, where he's talking about, de- let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whoever desires to mm-hmm. save his life will lose it, and that's all we focus on. Yep. But it goes on to say, <clears throat> but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. See, denying yourself doesn't mean you're going to have a miserable life. Amen. It means, I mean, when I went from being a, a heathen to a Christian. I was partying every night. I was, you know, doing all the things that I was doing. I was dealing drugs. I, you know, I had all these things that I did and that were my lifestyle. But guess what? When I gave my life to Christ, I denied my life. I took up my cross, which all that means is the will of God. Come on. See, because you're not called to go to the cross. I'm mm-hmm. not called to go to the cross. Jesus was called to go to the cross. Amen. Amen. So he says, take up his cross. That doesn't just mean, oh yeah, you're gonna have to die just like Jesus died. No, I'm not gonna have to die because Jesus died, by the way. But all that means is the cross was the will of God for Jesus. So what this is saying is take up the will of God. Follow God, do what God wants. Not like you said in a big general sense, but in a specific sense of Jesus as savior. And when you do that, You are losing your life, but, you know, I got news for you. I needed to lose my life. Amen. My life was killing me. Amen. I needed to lose my life, and then where did I end up? I ended up with such a wider, broader, more amazing life following Jesus. I'm not empty. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not, no offense to anybody that, you know, solitude is a big deal for them, but I'm not living in a, you know, a little shack up in the mountains and, you know, humming all the time and, you know, <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, just being a weird monk. Right. I have a full life. I have 10 grandchildren. I have a, I have a wow. nice house. I, 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 go, I go to an incredible church. I'm blessed in so many ways. And all that is in many ways is I found. I found life. Come on. In Jesus.
1: Well, that's like what David writes. You know, I, mean, I was talking with Pastor Chris Johnson the other day, and um, I actually prayed before a meeting we're in, and I just had this picture, you know, and just like a, a, the verse just jumped the life on me. It's, you know, uh, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And I just thought of my my back porch with my kids playing in the backyard and my three-month-old sitting on um, my, my lap. And it's like that is Jesus's court. Like, because uh, I it's, surrendered it's right. my life and my home to it's him. Right. You know that is better is one day than I would have changed for a thousand days of before Jesus. Come on, you know, and it's like it's not just talking about. It could be just talking about, heaven, but but you know what? God's so good that we get to experience the goodness of Him in the land of the living. Yes, and but you know what happens is we all get like Peter. When, when there comes a time where uh-huh. Jesus has to call us to that, to an area where we're not comfortable, where we feel pressure, where we're going to have to do something maybe that's uncomfortable for us, we want to pull Jesus aside and rebuke him because we're not going to and take the spiritual high road on Jesus. Yeah. No, God, you know, yeah. I— I, you know, I'm not going to let that happen. Be. Right. And in this case, it's Jesus talking about going to the cross. Yeah. You know, for you, it might be tithing. You know, I'll, I I would tithe, Jesus, but you know what? I'm going to take care of that credit score first. You know how it is. Or I'm going to, I'll tithe when I pay my house off first. Or and you can go right down the line where it's not evil versus good. In no. our hearts, it's good versus good. No. And Jesus is like, his response of, get behind me, Satan. Ooh. Because you know, even though your intentions, I bet Peter you know, was
0: really glad that he drew him
1: aside. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> when you get that kind of rebuke, it's good not to get right. that in front of the whole church, you right? Know? All your twelve buddies.
1: Oh man. Yeah.
0: But I bet really, he. What, the other thing I just say with that is, uh, what the way Jesus said this really kind of can sum up some things for us. I think in the way we live and the way we're doing life. It says you're an offense to me. When He says, "Get behind me, Satan," and He's talking to Peter. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And so Peter was looking at this completely from a natural point of view, which would be a horrible loss. Mm-hmm. From a natural point of view, people coming and arresting Jesus and killing him is, is terrible. But what he missed here was that the priests and scribes will be killed and be raised the third day. He was so overwhelmed by that, the thought of just the practical. Oh my gosh, they're coming to arrest you and kill you! Man, never me. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, didn't you hear the part? I'll be raised on the third day. See, he wasn't thinking spiritually; he was thinking naturally, and his natural thinking got in the way. And you know, if you're if you're dealing with a problem right now, you're out there and you've got maybe a financial issue in your life, and you if you just approach it naturally, it, you're you're thinking about it like the enemy you're thinking about it from a from a completely natural point of view there are solutions that god has in fact i shared some of that this past weekend in our services on how god can turn around a situation financially if you'll start focusing on him get your mind on heaven instead of your mind on all the problems or all the difficulties or all the this or all the bills or you know, one time I, when I was running a business, I got, a, I got to a place. I mean, I started the business, started growing. It was incredible. The phone would ring, and it would be a new account, and it was just a really good time in my life. And then the business got going pretty good and uh, had quite a few accounts and had a couple of crews working and all that kind of stuff was going on. And then I got to the place where the phone would ring. i go, oh, no, what's wrong? Because you get complaints. You, you have problems. Guys make mistakes. You know, uh, things happen. And so when the phone would ring, there was a time in my life when I would go, oh, boy, man, I wonder what kind of job this is. And then my mindset turned to, oh, my gosh, I wonder what kind of problem this is. And God pulled me up and said, Dan, you're you're earthly minded. Wow. All you're doing is thinking about what could go wrong. When are you going to start thinking about that I'm for you? And if I'm for you, no one could be against you. And I began to think that way. And it took a while to turn the ship, you know, because we kind of go in a direction, we get going in a direction, sometimes it's kind of hard to turn it. But it took a few weeks, maybe four or five weeks for me to really get the ship turned. But man, I just, every time the phone rang, I'd say, Thank God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. This is an opportunity. And even if it was a problem, if you handle business correctly, a problem is an opportunity. Come on. You can prove your worth to a customer Amen. by how you how you handle a mistake. And so it, it just, it's a, just a mindset. So what's your mindset? What are you thinking about all the time? It will tell you where you're at and where you need to maybe make some changes.
1: Amen. I can tell you right now, you will have a hard time in your faith walk as a believer um, if you love control and fear change. All right. If you love control and you fear change, you will actually wrestle with God a lot. Yes, because Good. He needs to be in control, and life will constantly change. So it's this, and that's one thing that you see Jesus had a grasp of. Now, in the Garden of uh, uh, Gethsemane, He actually had to have a picture of of a change that scared Him, that brought Him to a, a, a place where He cried out to God. He poured out to God. Well, Peter's in that place right now. Of like, whoa, He's having this. Like, well, if you go and die, if this change occurs in my life, and I find, too, whenever we have to respond to what Jesus does, nobody ever drove to church before they were saved and said, you know what? I'm expecting Jesus to show up today, the Holy Spirit to show up, and I'm going to receive salvation today because my aunt or my grandma invited me to this church service. Yeah, I don't think so. No one, no one did that. But yet once we receive salvation, all of a sudden now we need to know when and how God's going to show up for us to have peace. We didn't know when, how he's going to show up for our own salvation. So we just need to trust in him, in his word, that he will show up and that he he is the good shepherd and is taking care of us.
0: Amen. The other thing that encourages me as a believer is Peter was uh, on the mountaintop of experience when he, you know, he answers and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and says, Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. My father's who in heaven. And then he prophesies over him about being this rock and Mm. doing great things. And I'm going to give you the keys of the heaven, uh, keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind will be bound and loosed will be loosed. And like, he just got the coronation speech, right? You know, Hey, look, you're second in command almost type of thing. And then in the next second, he gets rebuked as being the devil. So, you know, you can have a mountaintop experience Mm. and a bottom of the heap experience in the same hour but that doesn't make you less of a child of God. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I deal with people, talk to people that are hurting so bad because they made a mistake. And you know what? Hurting so bad, making a mistake is is hard. But, oh gosh, should I get into this? I'm going to get into this briefly. A lot of people, see, when you make a mistake, you fall short, you sin. The price was paid for your sin on Calvary. In fact, it was paid, the Bible says that he was a, uh, that Jesus was given the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So your sin was paid for before the world was formed. See, the devil's not out in front of God doing things and, and God's reacting to what the devil did. You know, oh, I'm dealing with sickness in my body. Well, your healing was purchased 2,000 years ago. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I this, I that. God is acting. God has prepared good works before ordained that you should walk in them. The problem is the enemy's trying to stop you Come on. from walking in what God has done. God's not running around trying to fix right. what the devil's done, though so he will fix it. If you've got an issue, God will fix it. But he wants you to walk. God, oh, I got to go. We'll be back in just a minute. I'll finish
2: up that thought. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubom. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th,
0: 2020.
2: The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash IsraelTrip. Take this year with
1: God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your Associate's, Bachelor's, and Master's degree. Our
2: instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is ECCU Equipped dot com. Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now. Ladies, you are invited to Flourish Refined Conference, a two-day event with worship, live teaching, and a space created specifically for us to grow together as women. Join us on October 11th and 12th at East Coast Christian Center. Our speakers include Carolyn Haas from Substance Church in Minneapolis and Jessica Stahlbaum from East Coast Christian Center. Experience healing, freedom, purpose, and peace. For more information, go to eccc.us slash sisterhood and register today. That's eccc.us slash sisterhood. We can't wait to see you on October 11th and 12th.
0: Welcome back to the show.
2: This is Morning Bread.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You know, I can can give lots of examples of God being out front and the enemy trying to destroy. One of them is when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Herod sent soldiers to kill all the children at a certain age trying to kill Jesus. If you would have watched the evening news, you would have said, man, the devil's on a rampage. Mm -hmm. You would have prayed for those families, and you should. You would have asked God for mercy and grace, and he would have given it. But it wasn't the devil out doing something and God responding to him. God sent his son. That's why the devil did what he did. You could go to a bunch of examples in Scripture. I don't have time to give it all. But I believe tomorrow morning in the program, we're going to play the tape from Sunday morning, which will have a lot of information that way for you. Yeah, anything in closing, Pastor David? No, man, love you you guys. If you play metal music, come out of the metal church. That's for sure, man. What's a metal song? Come on, somebody jump in and help me. Uh,
1: Yes, uh, Twisted Sister.
0: Twisted Sister, Uh, is that a group or a (laughs) song?
1: It's a group. (laughs) Okay, God bless you guys.
0: Have a great day.
1: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East
2: Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend.